Hello and welcome to Ilani Talks, a podcast focused on redefining self-care and love for your mental health. I'm your host, Ilani Salcedo. Throughout the podcast episodes, I share my own experiences while others feature some truly wonderful guests. In this episode, I'm joined by my younger sister, Amanda Salcedo. We talk about the fundamental values we hold because of how we were raised, how love plays such a huge part in how we move through our adult life, and her experience with self-care as a mother of two young children. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for being on this episode with me today. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure. Now, before we begin the questions that I have set for you today, I like to ask my guests two questions. And the first one is, what do you do? And the second one is, what do you want to be known for? Well, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. Also, I do online school. And um, I want to be known for my love and compassion for others. Nice. Now, being a mother of two, how often is it possible for self-love and self-care to happen? And what does that look like? Well, for me as a mother, it is hard to do self-love and self-care, but for myself, it is in the little things like drinking coffee, watching a movie, taking a nap if I, if it's possible, I'm getting my nails done. Um, it's just little things that, you know, some people take for granted throughout the day. Yeah, and I'm sure having two kids also puts those things into perspective that it's not the huge things that we do in our life or the grand things is always like the really small things that we're able to find throughout our day or like throughout any time that we have. Yeah. Do you think self-love and self-care to any capacity has always been important to you? I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really focus on self-love and self-care or maybe I focused on it too much in a sense that I didn't notice I was doing that because, you know, when you're a teenager, you have no responsibilities, you kind of just do whatever you want. But as I got older, I realized how important and how valuable it is to have self-love and self-care because without that, I don't feel like you would be able to function properly in the world. Right. And there's so much out there in the world and things trying to grab our attention and you having two small kids, that as well has a huge pull and gravitational pull to them to always pay attention to them. So definitely self-care and self-love is so valuable. What is the difference between your children that you could tell so far? Jaden turned one in July, so I know that's as much as you could compare with Anastasia at that age, but if you could give some insight on how that is or how they are different in that way or the same. Yeah. Um, Well, they already have their own personalities. Um, Jaden is more quiet, you know, then Anastasia, Anastasia Sage was more attentive, like running all over pace, even though he does that too. But he's more like I see more calm. But he is also more dramatic than Anastasia. He just gets so sad sometimes and he throws himself on the floor and just like cries and he's he just gets into his moments. Anastasia gets in her moments too, but I don't think she was that dramatic. That's young. Um, right. Yeah, and Anastasia, like I said, she was more attentive, um, but they're both very smart kids. Yeah, and for the audience who doesn't know, Amanda's actually my sister, so these are my niece and nephew, and I could absolutely see what you're saying and how they do compare in the sense that they're just really smart and like bright little kids, but they're so different, and it's just amazing how two kids could 
be similar, but still so different at the same time. And they're really close in age too. So it's, I think for you, you're able to kind of compare it a little bit quicker than if like they had a large gap in between them. So, so yeah, you could definitely like see the differences. Can you explain your experience during your pregnancies with both and how do they vary? When I was pregnant with Anastasia, I was 22 and um, her pregnancy, when I was pregnant with her, I meant it was very easy. I didn't really experience pain. I, when I gave, when I, when she was born, she was born September 29th, I felt like I could have held her in for another month. Her pregnancy, I was just like chilling. But for Jaden, maybe because I had it so close to Anastasia, I experienced pain by like four months. I was very uncomfortable. It was, it hurt me to sit, it hurt me to stand, it hurt me to put clothes on. Everything just like, I was very, just very uncomfortable. I was just ready to pop that baby out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the doctor said that it was my my hips. They were, like, positioning already to give birth. And it was, like, kind of, like, loose in a way. Mm-hmm. So and that I, was at four months? That was at four months, yes. So mm-hmm. you can imagine by, like, nine months, I was ready. The day he was born, I was so happy. I was ready to push him out. And I was like, I love you, and you need to get out, like, now. <laughs> No, I remember you were so uncomfortable. It was so hard for you to like sit up and just be able to sit normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you were very, very uncomfortable. Now, because you have these two beautiful babies that we all love so deeply, what's one golden piece of advice you can give expecting mothers for pregnancy and motherhood in general? Well, I think this advice that all mothers try to give to, especially people who are pregnant, is try to get the rest in now while you're pregnant um because when they come out like maybe when they're first born it's kind of crazy like they do sleep but you know being especially for first time mom I feel like when they're asleep you want to check in and make sure they're still like breathing like I remember when Anastasia was born I had a bassinet right next to my bed and I'll be sleeping and she'll be sleeping too and I'll be like wow it's really quiet and then I would have to get up and like see if she's breathing I'm like okay she's breathing and then I'll lay down and then like she'll cough and I'll be like, oh my God, is she okay? And I'll wake up and she just did like a little cough, like, you know, what little babies do. And for Jaden, I wasn't as, um, you know, like I wasn't as so much like that because like I would know the difference between like a cough and then like a like real choking cough, you know, right. like I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't wake up, but I wouldn't wake up so often right. with that. And such in a panic too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I was always like with Anastasia like I was like oh my god is she breathing oh my god is she alive like and it's like yeah she's fast asleep you know in dreamland and I'm like I need to sleep oh that's so funny because I hear so many first-time moms really feel like that uh that like you know checking up on on the baby making sure that they're alive when they're sleeping or you know, being really happy that they're finally napping or sleeping throughout the night, but then being really concerned, like, they're not awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they're not making noise. Is he okay or is she okay? Like, it's like, yeah, she's okay. <laughs> That's so funny. But um, now I want to switch it up to a subject away from motherhood. What's family to you? 
Well, family to me is very important, but um, you know, it's people who always have your back, but also you have their back, who you love, who you could really rely on, blood or non-blood. It doesn't have to be someone blood related. It's just uh, you know, someone that you could really go through the hard times with, or just listen to you, like when you're just having a bad day. Someone just just give you a hug if that's all you need. Yes, we're huggers, so I definitely agree with you. What values do you feel strongly about that you'll never let go of? The values I would say that I feel really strong about is uh, just respecting and loving everyone and um, just keeping your family and the ones you love close because every day is a blessing mm. and any any day someone could leave. But you want to you know make sure that when they do leave or you leave, you know there's no regrets. You know? Right, right. Gosh, we're so sisters. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah, like I think because of um the way we grew up and the way mom and dad are and just our family in general, the extended part, we are very loving and very close. And I think that has always or that has helped us always carry those values throughout all our relationships and really see that. Uh, today's not promised tomorrow's not either we're gonna make the most of it and we're gonna make sure that we carry those relationships that we love deeply and care for a lot all the time and make sure you know we respect each other and all that as well yeah respect is really big and important right as your sister there are things we mutually know and understand But for those who are listening, what's it like being part of a very close family, like the one we come from, the good and the bad? Oh, I love our family. I love the closeness that we have with each other. Um, Like I said, um, you just have someone there always, always to be funny with, to be silly with, also the serious times, someone to talk to. You always know that someone's going to understand or not understand also. They don't have to understand what you you're going through but you know they're there for you and they try to make things as best as possible we all do um also with having such a close family the bad I guess I'll say is that you sometimes don't have privacy or like time alone Uh, me being a twin I feel like this is why I feel like it but me being a twin I always shared a room with my sister and you know if I wanted to be in my room by myself it would be hard because she'd be like I want to be in my room too and it's like okay but can you give me a minute and, you know, like, I would do the same. She's like, oh, can I, like, I be alone? Like, but I really want to be in my room. Like, you know? So, like, I guess, like, that's the one thing that's, like, bad is kind of, like, having space. Like, sometimes I just didn't get that. But, I mean, you know, me being a twin and all and us being a close family, it's okay. Yeah. You learn to live with it. Yeah, I mean, it's either you live with it or you live with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had no choice. We had no choice. So, right. like, I'm happy that I had that, you know? But I now I cherish more of the alone time that I have, even though I don't have a lot. Um, yeah. But, you know, I cherish the alone time that I do get. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, be- being part of such a close family, I could totally agree with you of absolutely loving the closeness and just always having someone there and always knowing that you're never truly alone. But sometimes you just want to be alone and you can't necessarily do that with how close we are and how many we are as well because not only 
are we close? But we're just a lot of people. Yes. All we the are time. A lot of people. Yeah, like vacancy in our home is zero. So. Yeah, we would joke around all the time when we were younger saying we're like the Brady Bunch. Like, here comes the Brady Bunch. Right. We're like a lot of people, especially if our, we are, our grandparents are here with us. Oh my God. Yeah. More. So, for the audience, just to fill them in, we're four children um, of our immediate family with our parents and our both said our grandparents are alive and blessed to have that and still have that today. Uh, and even the immediate family getting together, oh, that's yeah. just a lot of people. Yes, we um, are a lot of people. Could rack up to like 100 people easily. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's limiting added, people too. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely limiting people, which is so crazy. Um, planning parties and gatherings is sometimes a little difficult because of that. And you have to really think of like what you're thinking of doing or or what you're doing to try to invite almost everyone. But sometimes you have to live it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is the seasons, I mean, the holiday seasons are never really boring or uneventful. I love the holidays and being with our family. It's amazing. I know. (laughs) I know. We have a lot of fun. Another dull moment at all with that what do you appreciate most about the way our parents raised us I appreciate a lot of things that they've done and the way they raised us but one thing that I'll say that really um sticks out the most to me is the the love that mom not forced us but um really instilled us to love our siblings like you and our sister and a brother Mm -hmm. that my mom would say like you know, your parent, like, we're never going to be, we're not, we're not going to be here for life. You're going to have your, your siblings here until, like, you guys are old. Like, we're only going to see you up to a certain age to love them and, you know, always be there for them. Like, don't ever push them away. Like, they're going to always literally be here for the rest of your life. So they put importance on, like, such love towards our, like, siblings and whatnot. And, you know, I really appreciate that they did that. I mean, I feel like we would love each other either way, but I feel like this made us love each other even more, even if we didn't want to. Like, you know, typical parents, Mm -hmm. like, give your sibling a hug when you're fighting. Like, give them a hug and a kiss, and you're like, oh, I don't (laughs) even want to touch you right now. I'm I'm so mad at you. Right? And you're like, okay, great. Like, okay. But, like, after that hug, you felt like you wanted to laugh, so it kind of, like, relieved the tension a little bit. Like, you're just like, okay. Right. And sometimes we would probably want to hold that anger just because, like, I'm still mad at you just because exactly. I'm hugging doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like, a few minutes I'll be in the room like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? <laughs> you want to watch a movie? Uh, sibling language is so funny. It really is. Yeah. And that is so true. Mom and dad have always, and especially mom has always pushed us to love each other deeply. And I think that's, like you said, I don't think we wouldn't love each other, but I don't think it would be to this level if if we just had parents who allowed us just to fight to however long we wanted and yeah. never to make up or, like, never to say sorry or hug each other or any of those things. We're really, really, actually really blessed for that. Yeah. Was self-care something that you learned about growing up? Self-care was something that we learned. Mom would always make sure, like, we wouldn't, you know, like, as growing up, Especially, I feel like women also bash their bodies a lot as women and growing up. And we compare ourselves to everyone. And mm-hmm. whenever I'd be like, oh, like, you know, I'm fat and whatnot. My mom would be like, no, like, you're beautiful. Stop saying that. You know, like, 
mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, if I ever had, like, a negative thought in my mind, my mom would just be like, no. Like, how can you say that? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, like, we're just so blessed to have so much love and so much caring. Sometimes it is definitely an overbearing feeling, especially when we were growing up. Yeah. But but it's, but it's we appreciate it, even if we don't necessarily admit it much, because mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to do with family sometimes. Just, I don't know, I guess, like, that's just the nature of how things go. But, no, but, yeah, like you say, mom has always made sure that we love ourselves and make sure like we're taking care of of ourselves and never really comparing ourselves to anybody else and just making sure that we're just we're just good and in 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 better spirits than if we were sitting here being sad about things that that comparison really brings sometimes yeah yeah and I feel like as we grow up we realize we appreciate more what our parents have done for us you know yeah you're actually seeing you're like oh my god thank god they did that right absolutely to bring this to an end can you share your advice on maintaining your mental physical and spiritual wellness in check uh, my advice would be that any little thing is could go a long way for your mental physical or spiritual health meditating for like even five minutes is enough like you know doing stretches for your body or doing like one little prayer, you know, like try to make that a habit. And like, if you could, you know, keep on increasing it as a day, but if you can't, and it's something very little, it's still enough. It's better than nothing. So if you don't think you're doing enough, you definitely aren't. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Okay, sis. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I appreciate to have you as a guest and I love their conversation. Thank you. I love the conversation too. All right, babe. We'll talk later. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Ilani Talks. Refer to the show notes for details we discussed in this episode and more about the guest. To get in touch, send a DM on Instagram at Ilani Talks. And if you enjoy this podcast, visit ilanitalks.com to sign up for the newsletter at the very bottom of the homepage. By signing up, you'll receive exclusive information that only subscribers get. Until the next one, with all my love, Ilani.